from Walking in Grace, this is the Straight Truth Podcast, Christian truths in an increasingly secular world. Welcome again to the Straight Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Philpott, and as always, I'm joined by Pastor Richard Caldwell, the pastor of Founders Baptist Church and also president of Walking in Grace Ministries. Now, for this season of Straight Truth, we have three special guests that are joining us. First, we have Dr. Bruce Ware, professor of Christian theology at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, and also Dr. Tom Schreiner, also professor of New Testament at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. And these two brothers are pastors and elders at Clifton Baptist Church in Louisville, Kentucky. Lastly, we're joined by Pastor Mike Fabares, pastor of Compass Bible Church in Southern California. Now, as always, please leave us a comment on social media or on YouTube, and let us know what you're thinking about as we discuss these important issues. Uh, Bruce, last night you spoke about the incomparable holiness of God. Uh, it was very, very helpful, the absolute separateness of God from everything else, and especially all that he has made, even though some of his creatures are called holy. I'm thinking, and specifically, you mentioned Isaiah 6 and the seraphim who fly around the throne of God and say, holy, holy, holy. There's a holiness that they have. And even we look forward to a holiness, the new heaven and new earth, when we're with God and Christ and, and, uh, and we reflect, reflect him in a holy way. Um, but I think what you said was, was interesting and, 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 and caused me to reflect. Is there a sort of holiness that God's creatures possess that is different than the holiness of God? Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Uh, the answer is yes. That holiness in God is distinctive from even the best of holiness in creatures, which you know, would, would be, I, I think, exhibited in the seraphim. Mm -hmm. And of course, in, in the holiness we will have as we are uh, remade into the image of Christ fully in the new creation. But the holiness of God, I mean, you can think of categories of intrinsic versus derivative. Okay. So our holiness and the, be the best that we have is derivative, derived from whom? Mm -hmm. From God, who grants to us what he doesn't grant to elephants and tigers and mm -hmm. trees and rocks, but he grants to, to, to his moral creatures uh, this this quality of moral um, moral awareness and and through that uh, the ability to live life in a morally pure way hmm. so holiness as we would think of that but that's derivative in us only because God granted it to us but who gave it to God mm -hmm. well it's His by nature so it's intrinsic mm -hmm. in God um, all of the attributes of God are infinite in their fullness there's no limitation no boundary or restriction in any of the attributes of God, and yet we have restrictions in every quality that we have. Mm -hmm. um, your holiness is yours, mine is mine, mm -hmm. and you know, there's just, it's hard to quantify what this is, but it's a restricted concept as opposed to what is unrestricted and infinite in God. Mm -hmm. So finite versus infinite is another category. Um, God's, God's holiness is, uh, is, is one in which he, uh, possesses in himself eternally, whereas ours begins at a particular point. Mm -hmm. So this is not another way in which his holiness is, uh, is distinctive, qualitatively distinctive, because it is eternally his. I wonder, you, you have, uh, I, I heard you speak, I remember the first semester I was in seminary yeah. mm -hmm. about, um, about the holiness of God. And I wonder if you can just mention a little bit how 
or who has really influ influenced you in thinking about this and also writing about it and dwelling on this and teaching about it? You had mentioned um, in that talk, my first semester in seminary, about A.W. Tozer mm -hmm. and that first sentence that's so famous in his book, The Knowledge of the Holy. Um, maybe you could just speak a little bit about, yeah. about that. Well, yes, to Tozer, the Lord used Tozer in my life at a very critical time, my freshman year of college, and okay. I was uh, seeking to know whether uh, the God of my parents, the God of my upbringing was the true God and whether mm -hmm. I should follow him. And uh, through, through that process of searching, God put into my hands a, a copy of the Knowledge of the Holy, mm -hmm. and that book absolutely revolutionized my conception of God mm -hmm. in seeing him as big and glorious, uh, as... Uh, as exalted, self-sufficient, and as holy. So, mm -hmm. so both both the the uh, the sense of his transcendent greatness, as well as his purity, mm -hmm. uh, just I mean, it is astonishing. Re really, uh, an amazing thing to to behold. Mm -hmm. And um, so that that impacted me much. R.C. Sproul, of course, has written a lot mm -hmm. on this. And mm -hmm. and uh, but honestly, people in the Reformed tradition, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, from, from recent ones, Packer, Piper, uh, Sproul, and then older ones, Chardock and mm -hmm. Turretin and others, you know, have, have highlighted the centrality of the holiness of God. That really, mm -hmm. I heard Carson say this years ago, and I think it's absolutely right, that the holiness of God really does describe the godness of God, mm -hmm. what constitutes God as God, mm -hmm. because he's separate from everything else mm -hmm. that exists as the Uncreated. I think maybe that was the fourth category. Yeah. Uh, uncreated yeah. as opposed to created. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Mm. Holiness means what exactly in the Bible? Yeah, the, the, root, the root meaning of it is to be separated mm -hmm. from or to, to be set apart, to be distinctive. And that's why it can be applied to things like a Sabbath day. Why, why is that mm -hmm. holy? Well, it's not a moral category. Mm. It's, it's a category of separate from the other mm -hmm. six days, mm -hmm. and a, a number of other ways in which you see that. But then the, the, uh, that notion of separateness applies uh, very, very importantly to moral separation okay. from mm -hmm. all that is impure, all mm -hmm. that is unclean in, uh, in our lives. Yeah. If uh, the <clears throat> eternal Son of God is holy, Paul has this statement in Philippians 2 that he emptied himself. Yes. Did, did, did Jesus in the incarnation empty himself of any of his holiness in the incarnation. Is Absolutely this? not. So that, that term in, in uh, Philippians 2 verse 6 does not say that he emptied something out of himself. Mm -hmm. It says he poured himself out or he emptied mm -hmm. himself, the whole of who he is with all of his deity, including his holiness, mm -hmm. including his omniscience, his omnipotence. I mean, the whole of who he is is poured out, taking the form of a bondservant. So the, 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 it's really an emptying by adding mm -hmm. to himself humanity. Mm -hmm. And of course, as, you know, as that happens, then we realize there are two natures mm -hmm. that are involved in, in the one person of Christ. Mm -hmm. And uh, as he lives his life through his human nature, he experiences the limitations mm -hmm. of human life. He has to grow in wisdom. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know the hour of the second coming. Uh, Mark thirteen thirty two and mm -hmm. and many other examples. He gets tired and thirsty and hungry and so on. Mm -hmm. uh, and yet, as God, he has unlimited capacities. He upholds the universe together uh, by by the word of his power. Mm -hmm. While he's a baby in the manger, mm -hmm. you know, it's just a, an amazing thing to to realize. Because of two natures, he he lives authentically through each of those natures in in accomplishing all that he 
is to do respectively as the eternal son of the Father and as the, uh, the son of David, hmm. uh, the, the Messiah. Hey Bruce, how, how important would you say it is, our understanding of God's holiness to our learning holiness in our own lives, living it out? How important is the knowledge of God's holiness to the production of holiness mm, in the believer's life? Well, at least two things come to my mind. I'm curious, you no doubt have an answer in mind as you're asking that, but mm -hmm. uh, two things come to my mind. What, one is by example. So we see the holiness of God, the holiness of Christ as he lives his life. And uh, we see in that the way we're called to live as those created in the image of God mm. and being remade in the image of Christ. Um, that's, the, that's the standard, right, that we, we look at. And, and it, as we talked about earlier, this is not only the standard of, of moral purity, but of true fulfillment, true human flourishing mm. is found as we, mm. as we live that way. But the other uh, thing that comes to my mind is the realization that we can't make this happen in us. Uh, so it, it has to be the work of, of God by His Spirit in us to, uh, to do this re restructuring of our nature so that we, uh, in the end, live in a way that is fully in keeping with God's own standards of holiness. I thought what you shared last night was outstanding. And, and I, I'm thinking now in terms of admiration and worship, mm. you know, to understand that, that my holiness has a beginning. Yeah. God's had no beginning. Yeah. My holiness is a gift. It's given to me, produced by God. God's holiness was not given to him. Whatever holiness I have is sustained by God. Yes. I can't sustain it in my own strength. Right. No one sustains holiness in God. That's right. Whatever holiness I possess has limits. It's not infinite mm -hmm. in nature. Whatever God possesses is infinite in nature. To, to, yeah. to understand that derivative nature mm -hmm. of even uh, a holiness that has been sustained for the entire existence of a creature, such as in holy angels, that still makes God's holiness absolutely distinct. Yeah. I just thought it was a powerful point mm -hmm. you made last night and, and very helpful. Thank you, yeah. It is, I mean, God's amazing, he just is. And uh, we, we, we and our people both need to see better mm. how, how incredible God is. Amen. Yeah. If I shift a little bit um, in this discussion of holiness, if God is all holy, which means that he is also righteous and just, and he's also a God of love. Tom, why would God send people to hell if God is awesome and holy, but also a God of eternal love? Yeah, well, the, well, the first thing I'd say is since God is awesomely holy, <clears throat> infinitely holy, perfectly holy, sin can't abide in his presence. Yeah. So God cannot tolerate sin. If God tolerated sin, he'd cease to be God. Mm. What it means to be God is that sin is, is separate uh, from him. Mm -hmm. Of course, it's true. Mm. God, I don't think holiness and love and God are in conflict. Mm. Mm. I, I don't think in an orthodox position is the attributes conflict with one another. Mm -hmm. But Romans 3, 21 and 26 is a beautiful passage, isn't it? Mm -hmm. that, that God has sent his son, Jesus Christ, who willingly and gladly came. God sent him in his love to be the propitiation, mm -hmm. uh, of, to propitiate, I should say, God's wrath so that God's 
holiness is upheld, mm -hmm. but also his love is demonstrated at the cross. Mm -hmm. So God's, God's mercy, love, and grace are demonstrated at the cross, but also his justice. Mm -hmm. Christ took upon himself the, 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 the wrath of God mm -hmm. because, because God, not all theologians agree with this, but I think this is right. God cannot forgive without his justice mm -hmm. being satisfied. That doesn't mean there's a law above God mm -hmm. because holiness is intrinsic to God's mm -hmm. nature. Mm -hmm. So God's justice must be satisfied, but at the cross, he also demonstrates his love. Mm -hmm. Love love, and holiness come together mm -hmm. at the cross. Mm -hmm. How is it possible to describe God's love as holy love? Yes. So okay. there's a sense in which holiness is the largest of the categories, if I could say it that way. Yeah. And okay. his love then is holy love and holy justice and holy mercy. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's right. Yeah. Only a sinner would sincerely ask that question though, right? Mm -hmm. If God is loving, you know, how can he send people to hell? Mm -hmm. I mean, even in the sensibilities of the normal citizen of our city or our county, if I were running to be a judge in this county, if my platform was, you know, if you vote for me, everyone will go free. Mm. No, no one will go to jail. Mm. No one would vote for me. <laughs> I'm not a good judge mm. if I don't have mm. a sense of justice. Mm. Mm. And mm. see, it's all the good law-abiding citizens that want the judge to be just, mm. right? So we're all sinners and we know that. So we'd like God somehow mm. not to send anyone to jail. That's, that's kind of Oh, that's a good illustration. Right, right. Yeah. Thanks again for joining us for the Straight Truth Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. Now you can find links to all of our social media channels by going to our website, straighttruth.net. Now do us a favor, please go to our YouTube channel and subscribe to these episodes there. We release new episodes every Thursday. Also, go to the iTunes podcast section and leave us a review. Now, Straight Truth is a production of Walking in Grace Ministries. For more information, go to walkingingrace.org.